Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Tuesday of the fourth week of Lent, March the 21st. Our reading this morning is a continuation in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 and 5 through 16. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 3 in verses 5 through 16. We often talk about the human person uh, in various parts. We talk about the physical dimension. We talk about the intellectual or mental dimension. And we talk about the soul or the spirit. We talk about them in three often separate ways but they're really not separate. The human person is one being, a unified whole. And our body is very much a unified organism in which what takes place in the physical affects the mental and the spiritual. And likewise, the mental can affect our spiritual, affect our body and our soul, the principle of life, the very presence of God's breath, and that which animates us and moves us, our eternal dimension, our permanent dimension, our immortal soul, permeates the whole of our being, and we are one unified being. We may talk about them separately, but in fact, we are one. We know, for example, that when we perhaps have a stomach ache or the flu or a cold, it affects not simply the physical, but it can also affect, for example, our mental, that is, our outlook. Uh, we are, we're not as sharp. We're tired, but we're also tired mentally. We don't feel like reading. It also can affect our spiritual. We're not able to concentrate on our prayers. We may not be able to attend the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass or various religious services. We also realize that our soul, when <clears throat> we are burdened by sin and guilt by the past, it can affect our whole mental outlook. It also affects our physical dimension. And we know, for example, when our mental powers are not that sharp, when we are distracted, it can also affect our physical dimension. Uh, the person who is mentally worried about all kinds of anxieties and things, real and imagined, it can begin to affect our own physical makeup our blood pressure, our heart rate, our digestion, all kinds of things. So while we talk about them separately, they're really a unified whole. And we see that in our reading this morning from the Gospel of St. John. Yesterday, we looked at the second of Jesus' signs. It was the sign of the healing of the royal official son. 
And today there is the healing, the healing of the cripple who for 38 years sat by the sheep pool in Bethsaida. That is, there were these healing waters that uh, the sick used to go uh, for relief, for hoping to receive some cure so that they would no longer be infirmed. People would dip them in the water. And we know that even today. We take whirlpool baths. Uh, there are various waters that we believe that are medicinal, they're for our health, in hot springs. Uh, our former president of decades ago, Franklin Roosevelt, when he was struggling with uh, polio, he moved uh, to the waters in Georgia and in places down south for the, for the bath waters. On a spiritual level, the waters at Lourdes, where many people have been healed and cured by the grace of Almighty God. And so the same thing is taking place here in our reading this morning, the Gospel of St. John. This man is healed by Jesus, by his words. It doesn't say that he's dipped into the waters, for Jesus is the healing waters. He is the waters that heals not only the physical dimension of this paralyzed man, but later on, after the man picks up his mat and begins to walk, he's healed from his paralysis. Jesus finds him in the temple precincts and says to him something very important. He says, remember now, you have been cured. Give up your sins so that something worse may not overtake you. Now, that may sound strange to us. You have been cured. Give up your sins, that something worse may not overtake you. Notice Jesus is connecting his physical cure and has a sign. This is one of the seven signs of Jesus that Jesus performs that there is a connection between this man's physical paralysis and Jesus is calling him and each of us to a deeper dimension of paralysis, a spiritual paralysis, because that's what sin does, doesn't it? Sin paralyzes us. It makes us cripples. We become enslaved to the evil one slaves to that sin. There is no dipping in a pool of water, whether at the Sheep Gate or in Arkansas or in any place else. We need a spiritual healing. And that healing comes from the waters that flow from the side of Jesus upon the cross. Jesus points to that spiritual healing so that something worse does not overtake you. And that worse is to be able to walk physically, but still be crippled spiritually. When God grants a healing, it is also a sign for us to also live free, not be chained to a mat, 
the mat of sin, but to walk free now because God has given us a great blessing, a sign, that we may indeed walk in true freedom and not be paralyzed by our past, <clears throat> not be chained by our guilt, but to walk in the freedom whereby Christ has made us free. <clears throat> and Lent is a good time. It's the acceptable time. It's a time of grace and of healing, a time of liberation and freedom. Freedom from that deeper, that deeper paralysis, the deeper chains that bind and cripple us. It is the chain of sin, the chain of turning away from God, and that's why we continually emphasize throughout these reflections that we've had during these past weeks of Lent that it is a time of mercy and forgiveness and of healing, as well as a time of penance. It's a time of reform and true contrition for our sins. We seek to heal and be healed on the physical, the mental and above all, our soul and the spiritual level of our lives. So let us today pray that we may open our whole being to the healing water that flows from the side of Jesus, that the Lord may heal us of our sins, wash us clean of our guilt, so that we may arise from the, from the paralysis and the mat that keeps us on the ground that keeps us unable to move forward to where God is calling us, those chains of sin and guilt, and hand them to the Lord. For in Jesus, the life-giving waters, true life-giving waters, are ours, overflowing, covering us and bathing us and healing us this day. Let us be truly free where Christ has made us free. God bless you.